Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Africa Tech Radio. This is Cruise Control with Wiki. And today I have a very special guest in the studio with me. Um, he's a friend of mine, but now he's a big man. And he's someone doing so well in tech. I mean, I don't want to shower him all the praises because I want him to introduce himself. And of course, tell us how to, you know, want to make this money, want to be big man like they are. But today we're going to be talking about switching career into tech. So for those of you who have been looking like you really want to switch your career, maybe your boss is not, is not adding to your salary or there's just something about your job that is not giving you that satisfaction anymore. And you've been seeing people in tech doing so good. Some of us are just thinking, I think I might switch my career into tech or I think I might just figure out something when I get there. Or you are there already and you're still trying to navigate the waters. You're still trying to find, okay, did I make the right choice or not? Not to worry. We have Harry Obi in the studio with me. We're going to be discussing all of this in about a few minutes time. Ladies and gentlemen, Harry Obi. <laughs> My name is Harrison Obiefule. Harry Obi is easier to pronounce. And that is what everyone, everyone knows me on, on social media within my social circle. So currently I'm the PR and marketing manager for FTX in Africa. So FTX is a $40 billion company. Um, wow. It's a global cryptocurrency exchange. We are the second or third biggest crypto exchange after Binance um, in terms of volume. So we've only existed for three years and become I mean, one of the most important companies in the blockchain space. So pretty much it. I mean, there's so much more to say about myself, but let me just... It's being humble. I mean, see, this life, I've learned something. Don't be humble. People want you to sit down and be humble. It's because they don't want you to know your worth. And the more you know your worth, the more tax you put on it. The more your money and your value goes up. So please, eh, whenever they give you the chance to sell yourself to you listening don't don't have mercy on anybody just throw all the accolades all the credentials everything just throw it at them because you deserve it you worked for it i mean you didn't you didn't just get there by chance you you worked for it so since you don't want to talk much about yourself i'm going to throw three questions at you because i really want you to feel relaxed i mean we're having drinks in the studio because i really want this conversation to be as relaxed and easy as possible there's nothing that we're rushing here. We're just having a great conversation. I mean, bro to sis, you know. So I'm going to throw three questions at you. Are you ready? Sure, I am. So what was the first thing you said this morning? Uh, <laughs> the first word that came out of your mouth this I don't morning. think I remember. I don't think I remember. But it's likely, why is he barking? Talking, talking about my dog. <laughs> oh, that woke you up. Yeah, likely that. Or the first meeting I had this morning. <laughs> Where I said, sorry for coming late, guys. <laughs> wow, that was the first word that came out of my I think yeah. mine, because I, my meetings start by 8 and I usually wake up very early. So the first thing I did was, I'm big on gratitude. So I gave up my gratitude and said my affirmation. So I think the first word that came out of my mouth this morning was, thank you. God, thank you for something. Nice, yeah. Nice. So, I, I mean, it's a state no, of I mind. Like, no, I feel like an, I feel like a pagan for not 
No, I mean it's <laughs> oh, yeah. whatever you can. I I could have said thank you to Oshun, thank yeah. you to Opa, yeah. thank yeah. you to anything, yeah. but just a place of gratitude for me. Yeah. I mean, you were thinking about why your dog woke you up in the yeah. morning, or you're probably yeah. thinking about the meeting you probably have scheduled at the back of your mind since last night. So I kind of understand. It's all about state of mind. So the second one is, what's your relationship with money? I mean, that question has so many ways of answering it. So do you want to be particular? What is my relationship with money in terms of? Generally, whatever comes to mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I get now. Um, I, I was thinking about it the other day. Um, I think... I think one of the most valuable things ever created by man is money, if not the most valuable, valuable thing. Um, and I'll give an example. Um, so some family members had um, a very serious issue that only money could solve. Very serious issues. Like if they didn't get what they needed, it would have been um, dire or really bad. And I mean... Luckily for us, we were able to raise that money and that problem just disappeared immediately. So it got me thinking, what if there was no money to help these people solve this particular issue? So, um, yeah, my relationship with money, is, I see money as a tool, but I, I, I legit genuinely think that um, it is it's one of the most important things ever created by man. Thank you, see money as a problem solver. Once you have money, all your problems disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So what's a quote you live by? There's one that I've always used, which is um, Aquila non capit muscas. It means eagles don't catch flies. I've fallen in love with that quote since I was, what, in primary school or secondary school. The first I saw it, it just... Uh, it just um, so by of, your mind. Yeah, it sort of just um, characterized or encapsulated everything that I, that I imagined... Um, with myself um eagles don't bother themselves with flies so you should always aim higher you should always if you're an eagle you don't you don't care what what i mean you hunt you hunt bigger things you hunt rabbits you hunt other things not not fly so that is how i basically operate my life i'm at a point where i always strive for 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 bigger things for major things and i try not to let um inconsequential things disturb me essentially can you say the quote again aquila non capit muscas i think it is latin okay yes so now we can actually delve into harry's obedience <laughs> like he has told us things about him that he only knows about he has shared it with you so now we can get into his personal space that was why i asked the three questions so first of all let's talk about you mm-hmm. how started life basically maybe from secondary school how you got to this point today yeah so i grew up poor i mean i don't say really poor because because i mean there are people that really had it bad growing up and i mean i really didn't know i was poor until i went to secondary school most people don't know they were poor until yeah. at some point just click oh we yeah. were poor i mean i mean the people that the school for primary and secondary school mm-hmm. within their area probably would not know how poor they are until you probably advance in life or they start learning stuff. M- mine was, my father was really comfortable, even though we grew up in a very poor area. Um, we were always the first to have certain things. We were the first to get a fridge in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. First to buy a generator, first to buy a color TV. So 
people always, I mean, people would, when there's a there's an event or there's a church thing going on, they would always invite your father to the high table or they would always ask him to dinner. So I just thought, okay, we were comfortable or we were maybe rich or something. And anything I wanted, my dad would give it to me. But then I was born to, I went to secondary school in King's College. Mm-hmm. I mean, King's College is King's College. And I started meeting, I started meeting people who flew to the uk for summer holiday <laughs> while you were just going to summer class <laughs> and people who, trekking to class and people who who um whose um son name who had estates named named after them and people who who came to school in whose parents came to school with escorts that was when it dawned on me that bro <laughs> you're still a long way to bro, go i think i don't think my dad is all that <laughs> so yeah I, I grew up um in that sort of environment um but I mean, I went to King's College coming from a very, um, from, a, from, home. Yeah, from a ghetto community, essentially. So that, I mean, what I mean is my father really prioritized education. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, three out of four boys in our, in our house went to King's College. So he was really um, key on ensuring that we all get the, the best education that he could afford. Um, so after that, I went to university. I read polit- political science though. And... Um, after politics, I was already in media. I was broadcasting and I felt lucky that was what I wanted. That's what I was going to do long term. And then, I mean, media broadcasting was really the the, the, the in thing because um, you had returnees coming back to sort of boost out the broadcasting industry. You had people like Tools. And I mean, so many people came back from Jan. Then Ibuka was, I mean, the Ibuka, you know, I thought Ibuka that we... That we, that we knew then, but he was still popping. So everybody wanted to be an OAP. Call, I don't know if this is called, if they use the word OAP. But everybody wanted to be an OAP and I, I started out in broadcasting, but oh, I wasn't making money there. <laughs> I wasn't making money there. Um, and I decided to, a friend of mine said, you're, you're really good with Twitter. Mm-hmm. So why not switch to digital marketing? There, there are opportunities there. But he, he was already in advertising. Um, he from school we went we served together. From school he went straight to working at in, I mean, arguably the biggest advertising um conglomerate in in West Africa. And then I went to broadcast school. So it was like so after doing three to four years in broadcast, he said really good with Twitter and creating content on Twitter. Why not try our digital marketing? And um, I started doing digital marketing and from there found my I found my footing and yeah it's it's been a journey this ever since um one that I, I I thank God that he he convinced me my friend convinced me to take that step to make that switch so yeah that has been my journey essentially I remember there was an article you wrote for Medium. I used to actually read your article. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. See, I'm somebody that actually, when I see someone doing good, I don't yeah. think to envy that person. I just tend to look into what this person is doing mm-hmm. and how to grow my, and improve myself. Mm-hmm. Because we all learn from each other. I mean, your friend looked at you and saw some potential in you. Yeah. Be like, okay, why not try this? So you switched. But you switched not because you enjoyed digital marketing and because you had a voice on Twitter. You switched because of the money. I mean, I'm always truthful about about this. Maybe we say, oh, you switch. They expect you to say, oh, because it's my passion. I told them, I mean, I wasn't broadcasting. I wasn't making any money. Um, marketing, tech, and all of that is now my passion. But I would say I switched because, yeah, I wasn't making money. And I learned an important lesson. In fact, one of my mentors told me, um, for those of you listening, you might know who Chude Jidomo is. Chude is the... CEO, former CEO of Red Media. I mean, he he told me, see, passion is fleeting. 
I, okay, I told him I wanted to push the broadcasting and I wanted to go back to school to learn to do masco and I was like, you don't need to go back to school to do that. Ibuka and all the other people doing it do not have masters in mass communication. It's not not a career part where you must read communications and and all of that. And and I mean, your passion is fleeting because. Um, I, I mean, I didn't know that. You know, when people say follow your passion, pursue your passion, you generally think that that thing that you love, you cannot love any other thing that way. I mean, I switched to marketing and I mean, if you talk about broadcasting, I'll probably just say, I mean, I, lo- I used to love it, but I mean, you can't even put it on the same pedestal, on the same level with with how much I love tech marketing. So yeah, um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about how you switch because of the money yeah, and you agree so, that it was because yeah, of the money. Yeah, of so the let's talk about um, growth because you're already riding on that wave already. Um, growth for you getting into the tech world. Because you started out as a digital marketer. You already have a digital space you run. So how did you start navigating the murky waters when it comes to the tech world? Deciding, okay, this is where I want to focus in. This is how I'm going to go about seeking or looking for a job. This is the angle I want. You had mentors who were directing you. But how were you able to make that decision by yourself? And this is exactly where I want to go. I mean, I was marketing, like I mentioned, marketing communications for about three to four years. Uh, my current job is sort of my major introduction to tech. I've been working for a fintech company for a little over a year. Um, so it's my first major introduction to tech, though... The last agency I worked with before my current job, I was the creative and strategy lead um, at an agency and we we're handling Facebook's account, Facebook's communication. So I did some sort of um, tech communications there before before moving to my um, to my current job. So, um, I mean, it's 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 been a it's it's been a I don't say humbling. It's been an exciting journey so far. I switched from broadcasting to marketing because I wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't making as much money as I would want to, but it was way better. It was way better than I was making in broadcasting. Uh, for context, I, I think my last salary in, bro- in broadcasting was like 25K. Oh. Yes. When I, when I got into marketing communications, I started with 70K. Within six months, I was, within six months, I was on 180K. Mm. Within another six months, I was on three hundred. I was on two seventy k. Wow. Yeah, and then three hundred k was my last salary marketing before I started earning the millions that I earn in tech in tech right now. So, so, <laughs> so the journey has been that of that of upward climb. Yeah, upward climb, growing, learning. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, tech is really exciting in the sense that I mean the barrier to entry is very low. Um, very, very low. You don't have to be, I mean, the people, you, you can literally learn something in tech today and get a job in two or three months time. That is how much opportunities are there in tech. And that is how much low the, the barrier to entry is. So for me, it's been, um, I mean, exciting. That's the word, honestly. But, I mean, you just answered a question I wanted to ask you. But I wanted to know how hard it is getting into tech. You said it's easy. But people think it's not as easy as it sounds. You just talked about how your money kept climbing, the numbers, the zeros kept increasing, which is what everybody wants at the end of the day. You want some financial freedom when it comes to, oh, looking at your bank account and looking at the job you do. You'll be like, oh, I think I should do more because more is coming in. You're getting encouraged by the number. So how 
is it just getting into tech is it as easy as we think it is you just get in and make the money or you have to do some things yeah i, I think i think the the reason a lot of people have the misconception that um, it takes a whole lot getting into tech is really cumbersome is because people only when they think tech they think is just the technical part of tech which is coding and engineering computers and and all of that but there's several aspects of tech there's tech marketing there's tech communications for example i i mean i i've never written a line of code but i work for one of the biggest blockchain companies in the world so the opportunities for people like me that don't have that coding or technical experience because in tech i mean after you're done building a product you need people to market it for you. So product mm-hmm. marketing come tech marketers or tech communications come in. So yeah, um I think that is the first misconception that we need to clear out that anyone everyone can come into tech because the career works in such a way that there's several subfields that that make up the whole part. So um I think the first decision you want to take is um what do I want to do in tech? Um do I want to be a computer engineer? Do I want to be a software developer? Mm-hmm. Um do I want to go into the product marketing growth communications side of it? I mean my company has an editorial team, the people that check that captions and press release are are written properly. Mm-hmm. I mean these are people that write English or communications in school but they're working in, in one tech. of the biggest tech. so so the opportunities for everyone is just have to decide where you want to play and then um the next step naturally would be either learning how that applies in tech um following people that already play actively in that field um learning and internship and i mean the sky is the limit like like we like to say you are into fintech because there are different aspects of tech fintech there's health tech there's agrotech there's mm-hmm. different sides of tech so navigating the fintech industry and trying to find a way there's something i believe that when you're switching careers there's sometimes things you learned from your previous career that you can actually take and spill 100. over to the next one Right. 100. The reason I got a job almost immediately after I quit broadcasting in marketing was because of my broadcasting experience. I could talk. Mm-hmm. I could sell myself. So while you had there were people, I mean I've been to interviews where there were people that were really had experience where they could not sell themselves. And I me mean, I was coming from where I was at OEP broadcaster and I was just selling myself. Yeah, I used to talking. So exactly. So So um yes like you mentioned 100% there are transferable skills and when I started in core tech from for marketing um and I'll give an example blockchain in Nigeria for example there are very few people really doing marketing a lot of people that do blockchain marketing or crypto or web3 marketing in Nigeria are guys that already have some sort of like core crypto experience core blockchain experience there are very few people that transition from marketing to doing crypto marketing or web3 marketing mm-hmm. I was probably one of the first few persons. So I was able to transfer all of that skills from marketing into tech marketing. I mean, that is the reason why you invited me to this place because I mean, the results are showing. They're <laughs> the showing and they're showing. telling for themselves. Exactly. And you're so, just talking about millions. <laughs> so so my, I mean, I don't know where I'll move to next or where I'll go next, mm-hmm. but definitely the transferable skills from 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 one sort of career line to to, to the other. So yeah. Yeah, so you can actually take some of your skills from your previous job, next one. But there's something that will always be a dummy experience. <laughs> you cannot take that away. So what was your dummy experience and after that question you have to break down what blockchain meant or is the meaning of blockchain and cryptocurrency? Yes. I mean, so many dummy experiences because you you, you never really know all, but 
I mean, I used to think that I'm I'm a slow learner. Um, and I still think to a large extent that I am, um, but mostly fast learner. I don't even know how, I don't even know how that works. But getting into um, crypto and blockchain, I had to immediately start. Um, I mean, I immersed myself into the community. Started following crypto DeFi um, influencers and and um, and um, speakers. I started joining sessions. I started attending events. I started reading. I mean, I have. I have a drive that contains documents from Web3, crypto, NFTs, and the rest. So, so I mean, that was my dummy experience because I knew that, yes, I was coming from a Web2 um, core marketing role and I needed to learn um, everything I needed to learn in Web3 and crypto as fast as possible. To, to, I mean, to enable me to do my job, do my job properly. So, I mean, you, you cannot you cannot escape that that whole dummy phase, but um, ability to learn, learn very fast, immerse yourself in the community, and I think you're going to be fine as long as you have a very good background in in whatever field you're coming from. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people. If you if you're going to do Web three or crypto marketing, for example, you're not going to have so many problems if, if your marketing background is really solid. Okay, so now let's break it down. What is blockchain? How do I explain blockchain? Without, in the simplest form. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to explain it in in the in the dummy manner. So a blockchain is how am I going to explain it without without using technical terms? I mean, use technical okay. terms, but not. Okay, you know. Don't blow my head off. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a ledger. people listening are actually yeah. tech people. They are yeah. techies. They are tech bros. They are new people looking at tech um, yeah. industry. So just. Say it's for everyone. Yeah, so I would explain that a blockchain is a shared database or ledger. It's almost like Web2, like the World Wide Web, where apps like Facebook was built on, Twitter was built on, other, your very popular apps were built on. Now, on the blockchain, it is a shared ledger, like I mentioned, database. Mm-hmm. So it is different from the platform. I'm trying to be very non-technical now, so I don't go... Go technical. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's basically, I mean, it's, it's called a blockchain, where you can also build several apps that um, that sort of interconnected are sort of related. Like I mentioned, the shared database. For example, now my the plot the crypto action that I work on um, is called FTX. It was built on the blockchain. So what that means is um, you can track certain transactions. So it's very open. It's very on in, in Web two or in the World Wide Web two era. Um, the only people that have access to data or to information are the company. So Facebook builds their app for example and they decide who's on their app and they tell you what what rules you violated and many other things and the blockchain space which we like to call um um web3 everything is open so if you make it if i make a transaction to you anybody can come and track it 10 20 years um um, um later so cryptocurrency exchanges are built on the blockchain there are several other applications um solutions that are also built on on, on the blockchain so it's it's it's, it's another iteration of the World Wide Web. It's the, it's the next to the World Wide Web, but this one is more open. Power essentially belongs to the people. Okay. Um, the, the, the big corporations do not have all the power, like the Facebook and Instagram, where they decide to ban your account for, for I mean, so... Period yeah, of time. Yeah. So Web3 is more open. You can see the transaction that's happening. You can see it's 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 open source. I mean, it's more transparent essentially. It's decentralized. That that's the word that I should use. Is decentralized compared to website that is um, very centralized. I'm just thinking of Africa and how you know governance where we don't have enough transparency, especially in our country, Nigeria. There's not enough transparency. I said what I said. I'm just thinking of how we can have this kind of blockchain system 
Do you think it's possible? Yes, I mean, we had our third anniversary and one of the speakers was the special assistant to the governor for your state where he talked about how you can use blockchain to to revolutionize our election system. So, I mean, there's so many applications of blockchain and not and that is where I think people confuse it a lot. People think it's just for crypto and for fintech, but there's so many amazing applications that that are being built on the blockchain from social apps to fintech to health sectors, health, thank you, fitness health everything is possible to be to be on the blockchain so to the metaverse to nft so so yeah i mean 100% the blockchain space can revolutionize the the nigerian electoral system i mean we just need to empower the builders developers to be able to build a system or a solution to to some of these problems we're facing in this part of the world so now i think you said a lot about what you do and how you got into it and how you do what you do so now let's look at the people trying to get in what are the three tips like you would want people to actually know at the back of their mind that as you're coming into this industry, it's not like I don't want you to come. I mean, it's an open door for everybody. But these are the three things you should know. What are they? First, it's a lot of work. Ignore the fact that tech bros talk a lot about raising millions of dollars in funds and earning, and earning millions in Naira and all of that. It's a lot of work. Um, there's... There's little room for mediocrity. If you're very mediocre, you're very poor at your job, it's a shoot almost immediately because I mean, um, I mean, these are many times you work for global companies. So if you're incompetent, they're going to see it from day one. These are not Nigerians or Africans. These are like Oyibo people like we like to say. So they're big on on competence. They're big on being outstanding at your job. I mean, that is the only way they reward you. So that is first, it's a lot of work. And another thing is it is not as technical or difficult to enter like many people think there's so many tech schools right now that you can depending on what you want to learn um me i've I'm, I, i've just started taking coding classes this weekend not because i want to be self-taught developer but um, i want to have a technical knowledge of sort of how things work um especially because i work in the blockchain space so if i get a sort of like a background of how things work it's we definitely help me do a better job in product marketing or tech marketing or tech communications so yeah, there are so many ways of, 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 of coming in. It is not that difficult. Anybody can learn anything and in a few months, you can get your dream job. Literally happens to people. The third thing I like to highlight is, what is the third thing now? It's rewarding. I've talked about the hard work. I've talked about- It's a tip. Just give it yeah, to them. Yeah, it's, 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 tech is really rewarding. Tech has changed a lot of lives. A lot of lives. There are pe- I mean, there are people that work in, in Lori, in Aquaibom, in Ibadan, that earn 5,000 US dollars every month. Like just, I mean, these are people that are very, came from very poor background. Many of them probably didn't even have formal education, didn't go to university, but they started learning um, software, computer, um, I mean, whatever age, anybody can, can, can switch to tech. And today they're working for global brands and they're, and they're earning up to like, three, four million naira every month. I mean, imagine earning three, four million naira in, in a place like Ilori. <laughs> so yeah, that is, tech is, tech, tech is rewarding. And, 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 and finally, let me add Jara. Anybody can, anybody can switch to tech. I switched from broadcasting to marketing, I think at the age of 28 or 29. Wow. Yes. And I got into main tech at the age of 31, 32. So there's no age limit. There, I mean, I was reading a tweet. That was what I was reading. I was reading a tweet about somebody that 
um, switch to tech in our forties. That is, that is how rewarding tech is. You can switch to tech, and if you're good, somebody's going to pay you because people are. I mean, everybody, everybody uses tech products. So, mm-hmm. so if you're good at your job, these companies don't mind paying paying you millions um, to, to 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 work for them. So anybody can can. I mean, my brother, my my immediate younger brother, I think he's to twenty right now, twenty eight. Um, has been an architect for for I mean that was what he read in school and he recently just switched to um, product designing. Yeah. So I mean that was almost the same age when I also switched. So you probably said I mean my big brother did it. I mean within three to four years he's now like super comfortable. Why can't I do it? So it's never too late. I mean you started mentoring your brother. <laughs> Someone could have been looking at you and looking at your page and be like, <laughs> be like this guy. <laughs> See, if you're listening to this, you've heard so many millions because my head kept doing ching, 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 ching. <laughs> so there is money there, but you have to do the work. No space for lazy people. No space for lazy Nigerian youth. So, I mean, you deciding to look into tech definitely means you're ready in the work. So now let's wrap this up on work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Family, what's going on with your life? Are you, is it, does tech take away that space where you share time with family? Because most people be like, once you get into tech, you get super busy. You don't have my time anymore. Does that happen to you or you found a way to or balance everything? A lot of people like to preach work-life balance. I think it's a facade. I, I don't think it's necessary. Um, really? Yes. The, 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 the 1% of people that become juniors dedicate their entire life to 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 their work jesus christ dedicated his life to 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 performing miracles um i mean mean, i'm going to coach you because i'm just thinking about the life of jesus and thinking (laughs) no one recorded that jesus had a girlfriend and now harry is telling us that you have to give all your life to work harry what's happening do you have a babe (laughs) no i do Do your hands like this let's see raise your hands up no ring do you have a girlfriend? Um, I'd rather not answer that. <laughs> I, I'm not asking for a name. Uh, if you are the babe, they are not accepting I'd ra- you. I'd rather not answer that. <laughs> yeah, I respect but, your privacy. Yeah, I mean, Jesus dedicated his life um, to his work. And we look at the impact he made in just three years. Mm-hmm. Literally, he dedicated three years of his life to doing his work. And 2,000 years later, we're talking about him. And you can you can see the same result with, with geniuses old modern geniuses they always in fact let's talk about modern geniuses many of them always have problems in their marriage because they spend their whole time in their work many of them i mean bill gates after so many years decided to part ways with his wife yeah i mean because for them it's 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 almost difficult to 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 have that work-life balance and i mean let me talk about myself for mm-hmm. example. let me talk about myself for example i mean look at elon Musk. elon Musk does not have he's i mean Harry is definitely an ego. <laughs> He's not looking at the small names, guys. No, I mean, I mean, look at, look, I mean, um, I mean, he, he doesn't even have a house. He sleeps mm-hmm. in his friend's couch. He's sitting in his friend's, but when he goes to Tesla headquarters, he finds an empty room and that's where he sleeps. He's the richest man in the world and he doesn't even have a house because, because he has dedicated his life to taking man from planet Earth to another planet mm-hmm. to Mars. So you cannot do that kind of work and by 6 p.m. you drive home to a family. He, he has nine kids. <laughs> exactly. Although he although he's a, <laughs> he's a different human being. But then you cannot have you cannot have a close relationship with anyone with a, with a family. Um when you, so so even 
and that is the truth with me. And I tell the people that come into my life, mm-hmm. I tell them that. No time. I tell them that I am sorry, mm-hmm. but my work is my priority. My work is literally my priority. If you go to my Instagram page, you might not see it because I try to, I try to post some of the self life. But literally, it shows on Twitter. But yeah, exactly. Twitter and and my and my work. I mean, I'm traveling to to the north on on Friday, mm-hmm. um, for one of the events we, we we have, and I'm also making so many other trips later in the month. So it's it's you cannot be focused on your work hundred percent, and then it's almost impossible to not give some sort of attention to another person. And and some people do it, they do it so well, they do it so fine. But I've read so many books and I've listened to so many keynote speakers from Jordan Peterson, I think that's what it's called. So many speakers, they tell you, see, the few persons that change the world, the geniuses that change the world are those that wholeheartedly dedicate their life to doing their work. The people that have also, I mean, they have that work-life balance, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. but in tech, the people that also have the work-life balance. But for me right now, I don't think I've gotten to a point where I want to give space for another person. Yeah, so my, 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 my work is basically my life. Thank you very much for being on the show with me today, Harry. The conversation was really enlightening as much as entertaining as it sounds. I look forward to making some ching-ching millions with you. So if you had a chance, people really like to jackpot these days. And tech people have like exit card. Yes, there's something called the technician visa. Um, really? Yeah, it's called the technician visa. A lot of countries offer it. UK, UK. In fact, probably before this interview would be published, mm-hmm. I probably would have had my own visa. Whoa! It's, it's literally like free for tech people because mm-hmm. these countries want to steal you um, to their country, to their to their own country. They want to. I mean, if Nigeria's I mean, they're looking into yeah, Africa, basically. But they realize that Africans are very intelligent. In yes, yes, yes. So, so yeah. Um, for the Jackpot route, tech is also a very easy Jackpot route. If, if you want to Jackpot. <laughs> if they've been denying your visa, come into tech, make your name, um, do some amazing work. And within a few years, now people will beg you to Jackpot, essentially. Oh, nice. So, it's about to Jackpot out of the studio, I'm guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate your presence. And please be a family. Yes, definitely. I'll definitely be in touch. I mean, I want to listen to the interview. I want to share with my community when it's out. I'm sure it's going to be very valuable to them. Cute. Welcome. So guys, that's it. In case you're still thinking and you're confused a bit, I think there's a bit of clarity. You don't have to jump into fintech, but you can actually look at other aspects of tech. So one more thing, guys, I forgot. We have to plug in your social media handle. Yes, um, important, actually. <laughs> um, I'm at Harry underscore OB. So Harry is spelled H-A-R-R-I underscore O-B-I. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can just search for, search for me on Google. You'd see the link to my social media. So Harry with an I underscore O-B-I. Harry O-B. Okay. And don't forget to follow Africa Tech Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Africa Tech Radio. Like this conversation, uh, this post, wherever you're taking the podcast from, just give us the like, give us the comment, and let us know what you think. Maybe you're thinking of going into tech or not. Just drop your comment there. We'll definitely reach back and give you what we think you should do or look into. And you can actually get in touch with Harry also. You would definitely, you would actually reply, right? Definitely. I always reply on my DMs. Are you sure? 
100%. That's good. Uh, this is Africa Tech Radio. My name is Buki, your host. As usual, this is Cruise Control. See you next time. Peace, love, and bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.